Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Welcome to Nerd Talk. Today we're going to be talking about Karate Kid Trilogy and the Cobra Kai TV series. With me on this episode are my buddies Chick and Levi. They're coming back to help me run this episode. Warning, this episode does contain spoilers for the movies and the TV series. However, if it's uh, a movie that you haven't watched yet, you've had, what, 20, 30 years easy to watch this. So we're just going to go ahead and give it. So uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I gotta say, I've always liked the Karate Kid movies, but Cobra Kai is absolutely something else, and I was so, so, so super excited uh, to start this, and as we kind of talked, uh, Levi, you were actually the tipping point for me. I had a lot of people say, hey, you should watch this, and I remember talking to you, and I said, I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna do this, um, and then actually, as I was talking to you about it, I called, uh, chick up and i said hey i'm looking to buy this and another series uh they had them on itunes for like less than ten dollars for a season um and so i bought the first season and then i went and bought the second season and then went to netflix and got the third season all i blew through all of them um and it is just oh my god it's yeah just such a good show oh absolutely so guys again thank you so much for for joining me um yeah. so i'm i'm stoked about this one so uh how has the Karate Kid franchise affected you guys as nerds? Um, you know, we we call this nerd talk. We we've hit this point that we we understand we're nerds. Um, we we wear that as a badge yeah. of honor. I was talking with someone tonight at Bible study, and and they said, "No, we're not nerds. We're enthusiasts." And I said, "No, no, no. I wear that that with a badge of honor. I am a nerd." Um, and so, uh, how has this affected you? And when were you first introduced? to this franchise, to the series and stuff. Levi, go ahead and start us off. First off, anyone who denies being a nerd is not a true nerd. <laughs> uh, but no, like, Karate Kid was one of, the sh- one of the movies that I grew up with. Like I grew up watching Star Wars, and that was like a big thing for me. The other, one of the other things that I grew up watching was Karate Kid. It was a movie... More so the first one than the than the sequels, but the original movie was a big thing for me because it was just a random kid who learns karate. And at that time, my mom owned a dance studio that also started doing karate lessons. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. And I was like, oh, I need to learn karate. And it, was, <laughs> it didn't go well because I was like, what, like six, seven and wanted to learn karate. And like it didn't stick because... I was a kid who wanted to do anything and everything I saw in movies, so I also wanted to learn how to like sword fight and use a bull whip and yeah, no, my, <laughs> my parents were like, sure, yes. you could do karate for like a year. I gotcha. So, so chick, what about you? Um, so I was born in 1990, so my whole childhood was in the 90s and and then a little bit in the early 2000s. So I grew up on like the, the exact correct demographic for Power Rangers, um, which I know that's a totally different thing, but I grew up on Power Rangers and wanting to be, you know, Mr. Like, you know, martial arts person and, you know, beat up all 
you know, the bullies and stuff. And so I had that big influence in my life as it going on in my childhood. And I'm weird. Uh, my first Karate Kid movie that I ever saw, at least that I remember ever seeing, was the fourth one with Hilary Swank. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Wait. Yeah, right? Which was... Uh, had its whole other set of things. The next going on. Karate Kid, right? Wasn't right. that the and, title? <laughs> and like, which by the way, it was super weird because then you had like Mr. Miyagi dealing with a teenage girl and all that awkwardness. Anyways, um, so real quick, I'm going to pause you. Did you yeah. watch it on TV? Was it like on ABC Family? Yeah, it was like it was a like, rerun, like on Disney yeah. or something. Yeah, because they used yeah. to they used to put that one on all the time. I'm like, right. Wait, <laughs> this isn't the Karate Kid. <laughs> Anyways, so that was the first one I ever um, I ever. Uh, watched, but then I saw the all the other ones and the connection between growing up on Power Rangers and uh, k- the Karate Kid and, and that stuff. It it, it a uh, ignited a passion in me, and I'm a so I'm a giant like martial arts movie junkie, like kung fu movies um, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right? Um, it's like one of my favorite movies movies of all time is the It Man movies. Oh um, yeah. Right? You, you oh, keep great. telling me about those. You're like, you got to go watch yeah, those. Donnie Yen is a legend, which, by the way, Donnie Yen in Rogue One, awesome. Anyways, sorry. That's oh, my God. Completely <sighs> different. Yeah, Donnie Yen's one of my favorite actors. Anyways, so, like, uh, the Karate Kid influence in my life is pretty much being, like, one of the the uh, staples of my martial arts movies, like, passion. Absolutely. So, for yeah. Sure. No, I feel that because, like, as an adult, I've more so pro- pro- probably because of my love for Karate Kid as a kid and then as like a teenager going into like oh Jackie Chan movies and like the mm. Ip Man movies mm-hmm. and that and then now like one of my favorite movies of all time is uh Kung Fu Hustle. Oh Kung Fu Hustle so I lo- do that um I know like we're ta- we're talking about Karate Kid but like Kung Fu uh, movies like spoof movies parody movies are so good, like Kung Fu Hustle, or if you, uh, Levi, if you've ever seen it, um, Shaolin Soccer. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love that Shaolin one. Shaolin Soccer was amazing. It's a great movie. Yeah, like I love I loved those those movies, yeah. I know, uh, getting back to, to Karate Kid, for me, I think it just stands out as an iconic 80s movie. Mm, um, yeah. I know that, like you guys are saying, for oh, sure. this, like, this helped lead me into more karate films. For me, I think it helped me dive in even more into the 80s films. Um, when you look at the 80s and 90s, some of those films were just... They were well executed, and like, no, the this the whole sequel like you can't always produce the best sequel. Um, very few times do the sequels add up to the original, but I still feel like years later, everything that was with Daniel Larusso, it still just holds. Like to oh, yeah. some degree, it still holds. And now pushing forward into the Cobra Kai series, which we're going to get into in a little bit, like having throwbacks to not just the original movie, but there's like some visual effects from the from the old movies they've got certain clips from the old movies and then they even talk about it and it's just a lot of really good stuff and i'm like it's not just about saying oh we're we're giving homage to the original like i remember uh when jurassic world came out it specifically mm-hmm. tied to the first jurassic park but it kind of neglected the lost world and then jurassic park 3 it didn't really talk about those i mean there were maybe a nod if that here and there Cobra yeah. Kai kind of talks about one, two, and three. I mean, there was one scene where where he he says, "Oh, let's open up a bonsai tree place," which was a direct reference. And he's like, "Listen, it was a good thought in theory." And like, like there's just some of those jokings that yeah. it's it's not just, "Hey, we're gonna pay homage to the original." 
um, they say, hey, we're going to pay homage to all of it, um, which I think... I mean, in season one, uh, Danny is, as he's teaching his only student in season one, uh, talks about things that he learned in the second and third movies. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I I love that because it, it builds a much better story. You're not dependent on one film, but an entire story based around one character that has continually grown. And I feel like he grew kind of with us. Um, a lot of us, we, we remember watching those movies and now it kind of is like, oh, like maybe that's the man I want to become. Or, hey, you know, he didn't do that right and that's where I want to go with it, uh, which and I think is some cool. that's the real interesting part about this show because it does show Danny LaRusso all grown up and he went from this poor kid who moved to California from New Jersey and he now owns his own car dealership and has like exclusive deals with Japanese uh, car companies and is like rich and successful. And Johnny, who was kind of a rich kid in high school, you find out was only rich because his stepdad was rich and now is like, a thick like a handyman who does in like just random jobs as best he can for money and is living in a one bedroom apartment that is like real run down and crummy and he's like he doesn't have a good life yeah and it shows kind of how their lives kind of switched yeah it and and it not to say like the whole like nerd movement kind of thing where it's like oh like the nerds will rule the world one day like we will inherit the earth like like not like saying that it's like that, but I think that it, it truly played to that stereotype of people who grew up in the eighties, who grew up watching these, where the 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 nerds or the the least liked kids ended up becoming successful because they pushed themselves so hard and, and then right. the people who had it all, it all fell apart when mom and dad didn't pay for stuff anymore. Um and we even see some yeah. of that even today, um, which I think is is really cool. Um and they, they granted just, I would go ahead. I would I would argue that Danny wasn't a nerd. He was just he wasn't liked because he actively got in a lot of fights. Yeah, well, he was a well, I would say outcast the outcast. He, that, that's I think where nice. it was going that that outcast yeah. spot. Like yep. not necessarily that yeah. he is a nerd. I'm just saying like the correlation of to how nerds were. Sure. I think I think it just it it was a well built story. He's a scrappy underdog, and a lot of nerds can relate to that. Grand, Absolutely. Yeah. That's where I like what they did with Cobra Kai, where the main characters. Like Miguel and Hawk, oh, I love they Hawk. were nerds. We'll get yeah, to and, we're gonna get to Hawk in a and, little bit. But and oh, the uh, the uh, other friend too. Um, what's the Dimitri? Dimitri, Dimitri. yeah. Oh, I actually lo- really ended like especially in season three, which we'll get there. I know, but I really love Dimitri in like season three. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they talk about Doctor Who. It's like these guys are actual nerds. Yeah. And then they broke away from the kids being picked on and became fighters like one of them just learned to fight to defend himself and then one literally just became a bully yeah so we're, we're gonna go ahead and push that off a little bit because i do have uh, i want to get back into the karate kid movies and then we'll eventually get to cobra kai but um yeah. so the most important question um that i have for you guys and i'm gonna ask this one early is how do you feel about the illegal kick to the face in the original movie this, how, how do you feel oh, about this, that? this is like the equivalent of han shot first I think. This is kind of a- clearly Johnny's the winner because that was an illegal kick to the face. They like that's the first thing they say like in all the rules is like no kicks to the face. Right. It's like rules for disqualification. How does he win? Like just right to the face, a kick Absolutely. right to Johnny's face. Come I think on. I think two things can be true. Right? That Johnny <laughs> won that fight 
but also the writers did the story justice by letting the legal kick go because the story was scrappy underdog you know Danny having to overcome all his insecurities and all of the hard parts of his life to that one moment you know signifying him overcoming all that stuff even though you know, sure. he broke the rules so those I think those two things can exist at the same time is yeah that wasn't cool they should have caught that you know legal kick but <laughs> and it's okay that Johnny had held that grudge this whole time that's fine he's 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 he is certainly oh yeah know, it's maybe, makes sense maybe. that he holds that grudge maybe not to the extent that he held it but sure no, yeah <laughs> but but it makes sense because I'd, I'd be a little salty letter to the law that was an illegal kick, but also the story needed to be Danny needed to overcome that stuff, and he overcame everything. So that makes sense. Well written story for sure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think one of the biggest points that that Chick made was this is the equivalent of Han shot first. Um, this is yes. this is something that like when you talk about Karate Kid, this is not a question you skip over. Um, there's always that. Well, that was an illegal kick, or no, it wasn't. A, like some people will argue that, um, and I know like. It goes both ways. There are some people that are very much like Daniel LaRusso, like totally had this versus Johnny. And they're like, no, 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 Johnny deserved the win because and, and, and you see both sides. And I think you can make the point either way, because the story, like you said, the story needed to continue. You had to have that scrappy underdog. Um, but I, I think that it was just done very, very well. Um, and I love that it's so popular that it even um, in a future episode, we're going to be talking about this. Uh with How I Met Your Mother, uh, that was a huge plot point for Barney Stinson. Right. Like, I remember yeah. watching those episodes. When he first describes the yeah. karate kid, they're, they're, they're like, like, you mean that mean blonde boy? No. I mean the actual karate kid. <laughs> yeah, he's kid. like, no, you, you got the, the wrong the karate no. kid. <laughs> like, when when they do the bachelor party and, and they, <laughs> they get him oh to show gosh. up. And then bring Billy, in William Zabka. Yeah, and then like he's wiping away the clown stuff, and he just is like someone who finally you understands. Only, and I'm just like, I you feel were the like, only person that believed in me. Yeah, like I know that like, these are he's sitcoms. in his wedding party in season nine. Yeah, yeah I, and, and I just Zabka. yeah all the way around. I swear up and down, this was some ge- like just genius writing, like just the way that because. It is. It's a popular thing. And to figure out how to write this story well, and, like, you could have gone either way. I think it would have been even okay if he didn't win. Had Daniel not won that, yeah. like, yes, he needed to win to get that underdog story going. Yeah. But had he earned the respect, like, if they rewrote it today, lost, and got the respect, which I think they started to do that in the Cobra Kai, I think because of the way they, they, they wrote it. Yeah. Like, there was yeah. that respect. If they had... If they remade the Karate Kid movie today and did it, I mean, they did. But not well, the well, not with Jaden Jackie Smith, Chan right? and Jaden Smith. Hey, I, I uh, love that. Karate and they Kid. had, and they had a Danny lose. It'd be very reminiscent of uh, the Rocky movie. Just, oh it's yeah, just Rocky absolutely. He, he oh my god! As he's he walking loses. away, they announce that he's yeah. the loser. Which, which hey, Creed did that too. Like the movie Creed, yeah. not Apollo Creed in the Rock series. Like Creed in the oh, first gosh. Creed movie, yeah, Michael B. Jordan loses that last fight, but he he beat the crap out of the person he lost to and got gained his respect. So yeah, I think yeah. I think there's that. 
you know, we, we've seen enough movies where, oh, the underdog has to, to win. But now we're in kind of this era where we're seeing some of those movies, like you said, Creed. Yeah. You don't have to have the win to gain the respect. And I, and I, see, I think that's like, really at, cool. At, at the end of the original Karate Kid movie, uh, it's Johnny who he rips the trophy out of the ref's hands was, and hands it I was to Danny just himself about to and, says, and he congratulates him. Yeah. And it's because he had that respect for him, at least then. Later on in life, obviously, he's a little salty about it, but he had the respect for this kid who, in just a couple months of training, went from not being able to fight at all to being able to handle him in a fight who'd been training for years. And take the take the, the whole tournament. Like, not, and, not just take him, but take the whole tournament. Because he, he had tournament multiple And the last kick, kicking him in the face while very badly injured. Yeah. So, so here's something I think about about this a lot, especially when I was, while I was watching Cobra Kai, is... I don't think that the actual illegal kick is what Johnny's most mad about. I think uh, he's more sore over losing his girlfriend to Danny, and that I would, manifests, I would agree with that, that manifests itself in the perfectly ex- like excusable you know thing of well this illegal kick happened that wasn't fair either. So it kind of I kinda think just, it was all it all bit, bottled up like, and, and it, it just, all played its part. Yeah, yeah, and it more so. I don't think he would have been as upset about it later on in life if his life hadn't turned out right going so far down into the gutters. Right. And it was seeing himself go so low and, and, and constantly not winding up on top and always seeing Danny LaRusso uh, auto dealership everywhere and seeing how well the kid that like the from his high school that was like his rival is doing so much better than him. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think it's just, there was still that, that open wound that he just, he never worked past and just salt just kept hitting the wound and hitting the wound and hitting. And he just, he just never let it heal. And I think we're starting to see that um, through the storyline. I, I truly believe I think that season three, he started to, get, to gain some traction. Absolutely. In his life. Johnny I, I, did. I think season three he's, he's, he knows what he who he wants to be with mm-hmm. at the end of the season. He is actively putting everything he has to help the one kid that he can actually help uh, and be a father to mm-hmm. with Miguel. But then he is actively trying to get past everything with Danny and be his own man instead of who he saw himself as yeah. the man in Danny's shadow. He's he's really he's really especially like the second and third season. He like started to start growing up a lot. Absolutely, I think great. I think he blooms in his own character. Just it, it just does really well. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna move to the next question. Um. Who is your favorite Karate Kid character, and why is it Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> no, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Who, who's Who's your favorite character? Um. If it is Mr. Miyagi, like I know. Movies? Yeah. In the, in, the, in the original three movies, um, yeah. not the series. We're still in the movies at the moment. Okay. Um. But but who was your favorite character? Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and start real fast. Uh, I believe yeah. that for me, Mr. Miyagi, um, to have the patience uh, with a student, like I've said, uh, for, for my listeners, they know a little bit about me. Um, a lot of these people are my friends. Um, and I, I was a youth pastor for three and a half years at a church. Uh, I'm not currently there at the moment. Uh, I'm in this transition period in my life. And I'm starting to realize that I had a lot more patience than I thought. Um, but to know that this kid is like, He's a turd. Dan, Daniel LaRusso was a turd of a kid. He always was picking fights. And for Mr. Miyagi to take him under his wing, 
to go and mentor him. Chick, you and I both have been in ministry for many, many years um, with camp. Uh, we, we did a lot of mentoring and stuff. Um, even yep. Levi and I, uh, we did some mentoring stuff at our old mm-hmm. uh, school district back in Eaton, Ohio. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of, lot of great stuff. But I start to look and depict Mr. Miyagi. And I start to realize that his character, like, he didn't have to. There was no reason that he had to go and do what he did. But he still went and went above and beyond. And he started to look at this father-son relationship, which then echoes into the Cobra Kai series. And you start to see some of the the reactions um, that Daniel has. And you start seeing a lot of different things. And I just, I absolutely love it. I think that it just overall is just an amazing story arc. Uh, I think Mr. Miyagi is an amazing character. And he's got some wicked facial hair. Um, But that's my favorite character i just really wanted to start off with that but uh chick go ahead and tell us who who you like so i got i got two reasons why i like mr miyagi um the the first one um i'll get right i'll get you know out of the way right now all right just because of his appearance in boy meets world (laughs) i forgot about that yes you know what fair yeah yeah dude i totally forgot about that oh my gosh yes (laughs) And he like the best thing about that episode of Boy Meets World is they do the they do like the the um they do like the uh, the zoom in uh, like camera angle they did in the Karate Kid movie too. Which, yeah. Oh my anyway, gosh. Uh, the second reason is uh, like uh, I the thing that uh, that connects with me the most about Mr. Miyagi is uh, that like he has this really um, complicated past. Right with his family and the wars and all that stuff, and uh, he's escaped all of that, and yet you know, here he has a second chance to have a family again, and uh, you think like, oh my gosh, like this person knows so much about karate, he knows so much about like life, and he's teaching you know, Danny so much about all this stuff, but really, like, he his life kind of came to an impasse with Danny too. It's not, it's not like, um, this guy who had his whole life together and he had all his, all, all of his act together and he just takes some, you know, some punk kid under his wing. Yes. Which there's a part of that, but then also at the same time, there's the cliche, you know, he's, uh, this kid's teaching me, uh, me as much as I'm teaching him type of thing. Yeah. Um, and so like you have this thing with Miyagi and, and Danny, where they're they're um, growing up and overcoming stuff together, and because of each other. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. So, um, and that and they do the same exact thing with the uh, Jaden Smith, J- Jackie Chan one too. Um, that was one of the big elements, and that was was that yeah. that learning. Like, I and I would agree that even to take it one step further, that the best teachers are always students. Right. Like they're always willing to learn. They're always trying. I mean, some of our favorite teachers from high school, they always said, uh, Levi and I went to high school together. Uh, some yeah. of our favorite teachers, they would say, I'm learning things with you guys as much as you are learning from me. Right. Um, I mean, I went to church with some of those those teachers and, and they would come up to me and say, I didn't know this. I wish uh, I would have. But thank you for teaching me that. Um this past week and uh like mr burnett and mr mccollum were some of my my yeah, uh guys from sure. from the church mr. McCollum, as in yeah rick oh yeah rick was my i didn't know that guy was a teacher yeah rick mccollum He's uh awesome. his daughters uh were on staff at camp marengo with with chick um yeah. so so some of that has been really cool to kind of see 
uh, everything just kind of play out. He he knows who Rick is, but he does not strike me as a he teacher. was a health teacher. Oh, I make I know yep. mine. That makes yeah. so much more sense. Yep, and, and so a gym teacher, and and then he also did PE. Kate, um, Maggie, or Miles, if you're listening to this, I had no idea your dad was a health with the health teacher. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, and so, uh, but but they would say like I, I remember going in and talking with Rick one time, and uh, I said, "Hey, Mr. McCollum, you may not want to use this term. It's changed." Um, and he he came up to me uh, later, and and he had actually had to Google the the term, and I think he Urban Dictionary it like when it when Urban Dictionary was like first really becoming a thing, Oof. and he was like, oh no, didn't realize no. that was that was what it was, and I was like, yeah, because I mean it Wait. was just one of those those health terms, but I don't remember what the term you was. You got McCollum to start using Urban Dictionary. No, that it is, was I I uh, think I think it was one that like he Googled it, and Urban Dictionary was the first pop up for that term. And so that's, oh gosh. yeah, yeah. That I may have ruined that. That kind of makes me happy. <laughs> so I I just remember him thanking me for for things like that. But like I said, uh, going back to your statement, the the best teachers are the ones that are, are willing to be students, um, who who say you know I don't have it all put together. I'm I'm willing to learn. Um, I'm willing to change with the times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that that's one of the big things about Miyagi that that really stood out. So yeah. What about you, Levi? Uh, let's see. Favorite character. Probably Tommy for the line, put him in a body bag. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, great line, though. <laughs> Sweep the leg, put him in a body bag. Um, honestly, for me, for the original movies, it's probably a toss-up between uh, Johnny or Chosen from the second movie because they are... dad? Yes. Because yeah. they are... Um, <laughs> They are rivals that they didn't necessarily, they weren't villains necessarily, but they were rivals that pushed Danny further to learn more and to become more. I would, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. They they really challenged him and pushed him outside of his comfort zones to become a a better person. Chosen in season three was awesome. Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh. Chosen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and for those of you who who don't know what, I waited what that 30 was, years for this. Yeah, for, for those of you guys who don't understand don't the reference, do it, go watch season three. It abs- absolutely was... it was worth everything there because I, I I didn't expect that and that I I I died laughing. I had to pause it because I, and go back because I missed stuff because I was laughing so loud. Um, and Katie, I Katie genuinely, I in that moment thought Chosen was going to like horribly maim that he was, uh, was going to come back Danny, to the US he was going to come back Japan, like, like injured and not be up. able to fight uh, I thought he was going to come back and like not be able to physically fight Kreese because he was injured and that he would be injured and, that, and then Johnny would have to start teaching uh, his, uh, Danny's students, Danny's students yeah. I was like this is it this is when Johnny becomes the, the sensei for all of them and then just honk I was like oh my gosh no <laughs> <laughs> he did it. <laughs> he completely wrecked you in that moment. So, which like mo- I had theories, and they were all thrown out the window. So, which movies uh, of the Karate Kid uh, franchise, and, and I'm going to say all five of them. Okay, so which movies did you like, and which movies did you not like in the series? And Levi, we'll go ahead and, and start with you. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the Hillary Swank, the next Karate Kid. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too big a fan of the third Karate Kid. 
kidding. Continue, Levi. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, it's it was good. It just wasn't my favorite. Um, but then, probably in order from least favorite to most favorite, it would probably go uh, the Jaden Smith Karate Kid at, at number five, and then the next Karate Kid, and then literally three, two, one. So you would go backwards and in, in release order. Yeah. So like from from le- so like your favorite is one, then two, three, four, and then for the, sure the, the remake because like with with one through three the stakes just keep getting pushed up higher and higher and it's like what it's like it is just karate in a small part of California and the kids <laughs> like seventeen that's true so it's like this is like in in the second movie it's like wow stakes really got raised he went from a karate championship to a fight to the death right exactly. while his while his sensei mr miyagi just stands by and watches with a little drum it's like this is kind of messed up <laughs> but it's miyagi with the little drum oh my gosh yeah what about you chick um so like i said before i started out with the fourth one with hillary swank um so it has a special place in my heart just because um, it puts Miyagi in a, a really we- like weird situation for him dealing with a hormonal teenage girl um, so like that's that's interesting um, and I actually really enjoyed the Jaden Smith Jackie Chan one just because I love Jackie Chan um, that's an unpopular opinion pe- the people not like it? <laughs> no whoa a lot of, lot of yeah, people had a lot, a lot of, of problems I mean, with that A lot that of people movie. don't like it because it's not karate, it's kung, it's kung fu, fu, but it's so-called karate I'm, kid. I prefer Chinese martial arts over Japanese that's martial fair. arts, so that's 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 why I enjoyed it so much. Um, and, like, and that's fair. Yeah, like, um, and I, re- like, I really nerded out, because when it came out in, like, what, 10, 11, uh, I was already, already, like, a grown man and full-on into my martial arts movie, like... Phase, so I was watching a lot of uh, like you know It Man movies and like Ang Bak and and stuff like that. So I was watching a lot of Chinese martial arts movies at the time. So the the actual like the the karate championship scene, like that whole part with all these different styles of kung fu, like I really enjoyed that so much because like um, there was one kid from one from one school who does the exact same kind of style of kung fu that Earthbenders. In Avatar, Last Airbender, do and when right. I did that, the little pose that all the Earthbenders do, I was like, "That dude's Earthbending! What the heck?" <laughs> so like, <laughs> right? When and, worlds collide, right? Exactly. <laughs> so like, um, that's why I enjoyed it. No, Jaden Smith was only like a child, so his acting wasn't. Like, he was like eleven or twelve right. at the time. Yeah, his acting wasn't awesome. Um, his I, acting wasn't awesome, but the thing is, he did almost all of his own stunts in that because oh, yeah. he was actually except learning the, the, except, from Jackie Chan yeah. how to do kung fu. Except for the, and the very last Jackie kick wanted him CGI. Can, yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. Uh, what interesting thing with that, though, is uh, Jackie Chan wanted to continue training him after the movie because he was so gifted oh, with yeah. it. He, like, but then Jaden was like, nah, I'm good. And just like left, right? Oh my! Like gosh. even though he was like actually like fairly gifted with it and like could have 
done a lot. Like could have started entering tournaments and things like that. Yeah, like could have actually became a kung fu kid. Nice, that'd be sweet. And (laughs) so the reason, like, so that karate that Karate Kid with with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, it's not a bad movie. It's my least favorite Karate Kid movie because it's not the Karate Kid. It's the Kung Fu Kid. kid. It's not. They they modeled it after and 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 they remade the Karate Kid in a different light. And so I don't see it as necessarily part of the story. Yeah, because all the other movies, even the one with Hillary Swank, the next Karate Kid, it's all set within the same world and universe. Then they they did all the same tropes from the first Karate Kid movie with the whole crane kick thing and snake snake thingy that Jaden Smith does and then yeah. the last like legal kick move and and then the, they even went with like Jackie Chan doing like a drunk scene about you know his complicated past like they did all the same stuff it's just I guess they wanted to make a version that was like you know up to date modern yeah modern and they're like oh we want Jackie Chan oh wait Jackie Chan's not Japanese he can't teach karate let's just call it Karate Kid and have him teach him Kung Fu uh, I don't know what else they're they're supposed to do. Like that's that's how you're supposed to brand it. You can't call it Kung Fu Kid. I don't think it would have been as yeah. It wouldn't have, yeah. It wouldn't have flown flown. It off wouldn't the have stuck. But it, obviously I, they, I they, it. they had the reasons for what they did. I get and it. And it probably did okay box office wise because people wanted to see it. I think like, Ro- I remember wanting to see it. And I gotta remember what liked Rotten Tomatoes it as a movie. gave it. I remember Rotten Tomatoes didn't say it was it but, was real but, good. Yeah, though. but other than that, um, for me it goes one, two, three. Also with the original trilogy. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know that for me, I think I'm going to have to agree with Levi. Um, I love the first one, like you said. It just kind of they keep raising the stakes, um, which becomes a little bit unrealistic. I mean, he's in Japan by the second film, and he goes in. Was it the tsunami or hurricane or something like that? And like. Yes. It was a tsunami, yeah. So, like, yeah. a little bit... I mean, not or that it's super unrealistic, um, but by the time that he gets there, it's just like, okay, now you're fighting the elements and Chosen. Like, you, you, there's a little bit much there. Um, the only thing that I will give to the Karate Kid that I absolutely liked was the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack was really good. I think that they did... Because uh, they did they did this huge marketing thing where Jaden Smith helped sing Remember the Name. And they did like this whole like training montage with it. And I got to say the, the music and the scoring was really good. I mean, it doesn't have the eighties nostalgia that the original karate kid had. So maybe I'll give like one, two, three, the Jackie Chan karate kid remake. And then the, the next karate kid just for that sake alone. Um, Cause I feel like the next karate kid, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I know that Hillary Swank was in it and Mr. Miyagi were in it. And I remember that she lived near trains or something like that, or near some tracks or something like that. His, uh, his monk friends get involved too. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like there, there's stuff, but it, it just wasn't super memorable for me. Um, and like, yeah, I I remember watching it on TV and I was like, this is interesting, and but kinda, it, it it didn't really stick yeah. with you the same way. Um, so there's that. Okay, so we've gotten through. Karate Kid. Uh, let's move into Cobra Kai, Ooh, which go. is really why we're right. here in the real in the realistic spot. I know, right? <laughs> I, I keep time. I keep pausing you guys because I'm like I got to get through this Karate Kid because we need to talk about it because it's it's, it's what built this series. Yep. This whole series would not be here if it weren't for a lot of the history from the movies. 
yeah. a big part of the it's, scope it's a the TV huge series. part for sure. So like Jordan, I know I've told you this before, but Cobra Kai is, in my opinion, the best reboot of anything in the past 10, 15 years. Yeah, and and you can't even call it like a remake. You have to say a reboot because Because they're not remaking it. They're they're rebooting it and continuing it. Continuing the the story. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of your guys' thoughts on on Cobra Kai as a whole? Um, If you want to talk about the seasons, talk about whatever. Like, what are some of your big thoughts about this series? So, so one of the things that that I see on on Facebook and Twitter when I have you know see friends when they watch it and they react to it, uh, people's like biggest criticism of of the show is is how cheesy it is, and that's what does it for me. Like that's one of the things I love most about it is how cheesy it is. Maybe because you know I'm a cheesy person, but you know, <laughs> fair enough. Honestly, but, I wouldn't say it that cheesy compared there, to a, a lot there's of there's a lot of moments I, yeah, dude, though that there are people cheesiness. are talking about yeah it's like super cheesy and, I, I feel but, like yeah, some of the things sure. that like johnny says in the series like there's a few dad jokes if you yeah if you, if you catch them there's there's just some of that like it's that i think people are referring to like some of the tropes they do a lot of okay. like the, yeah because it's a lot because it's dealing with big part of it's dealing with high schoolers so a lot of that stuff is normal high school drama you know abc family type stuff yeah, so, some some of their some of their problems are, are the like you said the tropes they're they're yeah. just reused content that is over and over it's the same same right. after school programming um, yeah. you just have those problems so like if a student were to watch it versus us we're gonna see two probably totally different storylines I know mm-hmm. like if you go back and rewatch Full House as students we would watch it and as kids we would watch it and we we looked more at what was going on with the kids and we didn't see what was going on with jesse danny and joey i rewatched full house uh a few years back when they started pushing out fuller house uh mm. and i realized how much of a player jesse really was like oh yeah very you very different john stamos to be something else well as a, as a student i like as a kid i didn't really right. understand and i i mean right. i thought oh yeah cool uncle jesse but i didn't realize like every single time I mean, a woman came on if it wasn't becky it was a different woman there, he didn't keep the same woman for a long, like Homeboy long had relationship. Beat him off with a stick, bro. It's very Which, true. Who could blame them? That's again very true. <laughs> so, Levi, what what are some of your other thoughts about uh, about Cobra Kai? Um, so, like, I really like that uh, a lot of the actors in it are actually doing a lot of their own stunts. The 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 kids in it, they're most of them aren't kids. They're all like eighteen plus. Um, I think the oldest one is like 21. Uh, yeah, S- but the thing is, Sam they're all, is like for the most 20s. part, yeah. yeah, for the yeah. most part, they're all doing a lot of their own stunts. And like some of the, some of the time with like the things they're doing to make it easier and more fluid there, they've got like lines on them. So that way they can like do certain clips easier. But the thing is the things that they're actually doing on screen aren't ness. Uh, sorry. Uh, my roommate just got back. No, you're good. Um, but they aren't necessarily uh, unrealistic things that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the like, choreography is on their own. It's things that people could actually do and actually be able to pull off in real life. Uh, and even uh, 
William Zabka and I am blanking Ralph on Macchio. And Ralph Macchio. Yes. Uh, in season one, neither of them were in like the best shape, but they were actively doing a lot of their own stunts and they like relearned a lot of the things that they did. Whereas uh, Ralph Macchio had to get like in better shape so that he could do yeah. his own stunts again. But William Zabka, he continued doing karate after the karate kid because he just enjoyed it. Yeah. And he kept learning. So he like a lot of the, so a lot of the fight choreography, he's actively just doing it on his own because he is trained and can actually do it. Yeah. Which I think that's, that's some pretty cool background knowledge um, for people who don't realize it helps them enhance the story. Like, Oh wow. He's actually doing this himself. Um, Which I think is really cool. So, when they learn how to do all this kind of fights, what has been your favorite fight sequence in the series so far? Levi, I'll let you go ahead and start us off. Um, so I really like the house fight in season three. <laughs> I remember when I was, was watching so that one, I texted you and you're like, this is my favorite fight. Pay attention. <laughs> no. And, and part of it is because when the, the bully from season one has Miguel pinned against the wall and it's just like, punching him in the kidneys essentially and he's like really hurt and he's still healing from his with his legs yeah um he gets he gets the bully off of him and then he does something that he only saw happen once when sam when he like uh, first finds the drum in miyagi-do and he's like what's this and sam shows him and does and like shows him how the move works yeah and he just shows him once and he when uh, the bully goes in for like to try to hit him, he does his own variation of it and knocks it off to the side and then takes the bully down and beats him. Yeah. He saw a, a move happen once and was able to redo it in an actual fight, whereas it took, uh, it took Danny a while to figure it out, and it, like he was only able to do it when he was on the verge of like dying. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think that was a really cool cool thing. So, Chick, what's your favorite fight? Um, so I can't decide, but I'll I'll talk about a couple. Okay, so the the one where um Robbie's in jail and the the bully dudes in jail are like, Ooh, constantly yeah. picking on him. And I was like, he's holding back so much of strength because he just beat these dudes up so bad right now. If he wanted to, yeah. And then finally they got into a fight. I was like, all right, here we go. And um. It kind of sucked because, like, the the leader bully guy, I thought should have had more coming to him, but he didn't really. He he, he put in some more punches on Robbie, too. But that, I, I thought it was, like, finally, these dudes are being jerks to Robbie. Let, let's finally get to see him <laughs> give it back to them. Um, the other one was Dimitri, Dimitri just completely demolishes Hawk after Hawk oh was being gosh. such a jerk to him, like, this whole time. And he, he finally he gets the kick in. Yeah, he gets that huge kick in, and I was like, "Yes!" So yeah, those are my. I think for me, ones. the biggest fight sequence that I absolutely loved, um, and and we kind of talked about this at one point, Levi. Uh, I loved the school fight scene. Um, mm-hmm. My heart sank as Miguel is falling off the edge. I thought he was gonna die. Yeah, like see. it's it's one of those like I was really hoping that he wasn't gonna get spiked by something um, because I know sometimes schools have like. They're a little like, yeah, they're gladiator with the sword up. Like, it's not it's always like necessarily a, a sharp. Yeah, there's a plaque. Or there, Sam got spiked, though. Y- th- yes. Oh, um, gosh. But, yeah, oh, with gosh. Those spiky knuckle thingies. That so, but has, you know. I think that that whole fight, 
just from like a cinema uh, like a cinema stance, I loved how the angles of every time that they switched characters because it felt like one solid motion. Unless they oh, completely yeah, was... left like the whole room to go it... like visit someone else, like they just followed one character to the next character to the next character, and it just w- it felt like one long shot, and I loved that. It I... kind of that the way they filmed it, it kind of reminded me of like the hallway fight scene from season one of daredevil or from the hallway fight scene old boy the way that it's one fluid take and what they would do is they would like change out like people would go off screen from getting hit but when they would come back in it would be a different body double or stunt person that looked that was like wearing the same clothes to be the same person fighting and it just keeps the fight going so it's one fluid sequence yeah It, it reminded me a lot of that I think it was just done really well. I think there were a lot of really good moments in there that are going to affect for the next few seasons. I don't think this is just going to be a, oh, season two's finale fight is going to become like only the problem for season three. I think that caused the problems with the season three fight, which will then go into season four, season five, and, and whatever seasons they go after. Because I know that they're contracted through season five. Um, it's good but, news. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or at least yes. I'd, I'd heard that it was they've got at least two more seasons through this show. Um, but I just I think that everything is just done really well there. Um, so who is or what has been your favorite moment in Cobra Kai so far? Like Ooh. out of anything, what like doesn't have to be a fight sequence. It can be a training sequence. It can be a conversation. It can be the fact that like someone went somewhere they did something maybe it's some storytelling what was your favorite moment um i'm gonna give you guys a quick moment so you guys can figure it out oh go ahead then i already got it okay so last time i was on this podcast i talked about the reason why i love flash the tv show so much is because how sappy it is right so same thing here my favorite moment um through the whole series so far of cobra kai is in season three when he's back in japan and the one lady is reading him all of uh, Mr. Miyagi's old letters, and she reads him this one letter talking about him, um, and he's like, you know, talking about how, you know, how much he cares for 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 Daniel's son, and and Ralph Macchio is crying, I'm crying, because um, it's such such a touching moment, um, and so yeah. So it has nothing to do with karate or fight scenes or plot or anything. It's just it's just a story development. I think that's just one of those things that I I, I yeah. agree with you. I think there's a lot of shows that if they're done right and done properly, they don't just mm-hmm. it's not a show. It's something that we're living through. Right, and it's also it's a way it's a way they let Mr. Miyagi because uh, the actor's dead. There's a way they let Mr. Miyagi be his own character in the show, even though he's not there anymore. Yeah. Is continuing, because I don't think those letters were anywhere in the movies or anything. No. So they just, like, we're finding out, like, hey, well, how's, how's the way you can have Mr. Miyagi be, affect the show and the plot and the characters, even though he's not here anymore? And it was such a cool way. And all through the series, uh, Daniel is, like, you know, being like, oh, what would Mr. Miyagi do? Or teaching... You know, teaching Robbie or Sam, this is what Mr. Miyagi taught me, and stuff like that. So just another cool way they had Mr. Miyagi be his own character in the show, even though he's not there anymore. And it also pulls on your heartstrings mega hard. Absolutely. Levi, you got yours yet? Yeah, yeah, I actually got a couple. Uh, So, for one, I just love any moment where it's uh, Johnny actively teaching or trying to help... uh, 
Miguel and like seeing him as like the son that he wished he could have had in Robbie and he's being the father to Miguel that he wished he could have been for Robbie. Like the concert scene? Uh, yeah, like when he takes him to his first concert, he, right. he gives him a beer at the concert and all that, and he's just trying to show him a good time. Well, then, well, then that's and when his that's when his feet start moving at the concert. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the whole montage of him retraining. Uh, basically, uh, Miguel finishes up with his uh, with his training that he used to do for physical therapy with a physical therapist, and then. Johnny comes in right after as the physical therapist is leaving. He's like, okay, the real training starts now. And like, and makes him do even more intense training. And it's like, no, you're going to walk. Now I'm going to make sure of it. Like, and it's like, he's, he's hard on him, but he does it because he loves him. And he sees him as his, like as a surrogate son, potentially. But then going off of uh, Miguel and his injury, my other favorite parts are specifically in season three where uh, Sam and Miguel both have to deal with their pain and their trauma and their injuries and push past it to win the fight that they are currently fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam with her, her mentor, like her trauma from fighting uh, Tori and having to basically face her trauma head on and then fight Tori, despite the fact that she wants to run away. And uh, Miguel, despite being injured and not as strong as his opponent, having to find a way to push past his limitations to win the fight, like, and use a method that he'd only ever seen once to get an edge. And it, it, I think it's really beautiful because it, it takes into account physical disabilities as well as mental disabilities and the fact that it it takes a lot to get past that and to work past it and to like deal with it yeah in in general and i thought it was really well done i uh i know for me one of the things that i love and and being a dad and a husband and the older i'm getting i love dad jokes and i love when stupidity comes into play so some of my favorite things are when Johnny just doesn't understand something. <laughs> like with his laptop and stuff? Yes. Um, yeah. Specifically, one of my favorite moments is Miguel says something like, well, you can find her on Facebook. And he's like, no, I don't have that anymore. I threw away my phone. And he's like, you still have Facebook. I love some of the moments. Here, hand out these flyers. But I made a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Like there's there's those moments. But I also think one of the other big moments is when Johnny starts to realize stuff, um, because it's he didn't have a dad to sit down and teach him how to how to be a man. Um, and as as stepfather guy. Yeah. yeah. And it, as a man, he had his stepdad who didn't care about him, and he had Crease who wanted to basically make him a soldier in his own personal army. Yes. And and for me as 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 a young man who has a dad who is who has been over backwards to make sure that that I'm doing right to make sure that I'm doing good, really really good and you guys both know my dad I mean mm-hmm. my dad bends over backwards not just for me but for for you guys too like he's he's been there for you guys in multiple different ways mm-hmm. over the past 10 15 20 years and when when you look at hey. some of that stuff um I I feel bad for Johnny and I start to see some of those realizations that I had as a young adult and seeing like this 30s, 40 year old man going through some of this. 
it breaks my heart that he's having to go through some of this, but it also makes me excited because he's going on the right path. This, this, I don't care what anybody says. This whole series is a Johnny series. This whole thing, like he is the main focus for the, he's the Barney Stinson. He's the Sheldon Cooper. He's got the most story building, character changing, altering kind of character. I like Dan, so, Danny LaRusso. He doesn't have that in the same sense. Uh, I believe that Johnny went from from being one type of guy, and by the end of the series, we are going to see a very different person that you would not recognize when you go back and rewatch it. Yeah. So I would argue that the Johnny that is going to be at the end of the show is who he's always been, but he's always been kind of misguided. I Whereas can see that. I, I would, I would say that yes. he is advertised as like the main character because it's Cobra Kai. He is Cobra Kai, but I would argue that Miguel is the main character because Miguel is the kid who should have been trained by Danny because he, he didn't have that anger. He, he wanted to find a way to defend himself. He didn't want to go and fight the bullies head on first. He wanted a way to defend himself. Instead of learning Miyagi-Do, he learned Cobra Kai. And he then had to, un- he quickly in season two, unlearned it at the end of the season and showed mercy because his sensei told him, show mercy once. Yeah. And he quickly learned and said, you're right. Yeah. I I, I would agree. I think he from- is the best of both worlds. He, he yeah. can have the anger. He can have the curiosity and he can strike first for Cobra Kai, but he also has the compassion and is willing to fight smarter and not harder like Miyagi do. Yeah. And I think that going forward, he will be the main focus in the next season being, cause he'll also be being taught by Danny by, as yeah, well as both. Johnny. And I think yeah. he's going to excel faster than everyone else. So, so that actually leads into the the last question I have for you guys tonight. Um, what do you want or expect to see moving in through season four, and then eventually into season five? Like, what are some of the things that you expect or would like very much to see moving forward? And and you kind of said that uh, you believe that uh, that Miguel will be more of a main focus because he'll excel a lot faster than the others. So, what anything else that do you expect from the from future seasons? So. What I think is going to happen is um, season at the end of season three, Kreese says that there won't be any fighting between Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do slash Eagle Fang Karate. Eagle Fang Karate. <laughs> I, love, I love Eagle Fang, yeah. Eagles don't have fangs. And Kreese says that, that Robbie won't fight anyone from that. Um, but I think that they're still going to be fighting because they're kids. When they're not actively training, they're going to be at the mall. They're going to run into Robbie. Things are going to happen. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be conflict with other people from Cobra Kai. I think that's going to be happening as they're training in season four. And I think season five is going to be the tournament or like the weeks lead the last week or two leading up to the tournament. And then the last couple episodes will be the tournament instead of one episode for the tournament. It'll be multiple. Okay. I can get behind that. And about, I think it season okay. season four leads up, season five finishes the tournament, and well, I think it'll solidify Crease uh, as the main villain, and then it'll solidify Miguel as the hero of the story. Okay, re- before I uh, give you my answer, uh, Levi, let me ask you something re- really quick, answer as quick as possible. 
Uh, who do you think yeah. is going to win that last tournament? Ooh, that's a good question. I yeah. personally think that it will be Miguel because we already, we've already we seen Miguel beat Robbie twice. He beat him once in the first tournament, and then, he be, then technically he had him beat in the school fight, and he was about to break his arm or like pop it out of socket or something. Right. And, and showed then him mercy. He, mercy. he has proven that he can and is that he can definitely beat Robbie and is willing to potentially go the distance uh, to just end the fight. Right. So what I think is because Miguel already won a tournament, uh, I think what happens is they go off in the fine in the in the championship round and. Robbie barely beats him, but Robbie learns his lesson, and they become BFFs anyways. That's what I think. I think they might become BFFs. Oh no, they have to. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be it'll it'll end the way that the original Karate Kid should have with with uh, Miguel and Robbie becoming friends, the way that Danny and Johnny should have become friends. Right. So okay. So here's the two things: um, one's serious, and one's not serious. The, the 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 not serious one is I, w- I want to see a Hillary Swank cameo so bad I don't oh, yeah. care I don't care if it's just a like a a quick thing or if she actually has lines or a role in the plot I just need to see it okay I want to see a Ben Smith cameo I, I don't don't, I think, don't don't hold your breath don't, yeah or a Jackie Chan cameo okay so the the serious thing I want to see is I I want to see um, Robbie's redemption arc I'm a I am oh, yeah. a sucker for redemption arcs like Zuko, um, you know, guys like that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I want to see is Robbie's redemption arc. I want to see how that goes. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing I want to see moving forward is uh, I want to see Johnny and and Daniel. I want to see that become, become actual friends. Like actual friends. the first two seasons, it, it, at the very it, end, they almost they become almost, friends and then something and, unfortunately happens. And then happens. something happens, yeah. Now, I, I want to see this. Yeah, the third season... They actually they don't become friends, but they actually end up combining like yeah. joining forces. It doesn't mean that they're but, like super close. I no. would like to see them actually become friends. So right. guys, thank you so much for kicking it with me this week on Nerd Talk. Uh thank you also to our listeners. Um you guys are amazing and awesome. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh and that's it. We're gonna catch you guys next time here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>